Welcome everybody to Self Storage Income. And today we are now back from the event and the event was absolutely incredible. We want to talk about, we were you know in a room with operators and uh, uh, people getting into the business as well as lots of third parties that are in the business of storage, not just the owning of the self-storage assets. And the conversations were incredible. And the presentations, and it's like having your, you know, fingers on the pulse of the market because you're getting that real-time feedback from lots of people that are actually doing. This isn't data that's, you know, oh, well, it's coming in and we're, mm -hmm. we're trying to interpret it. It's, this is what we're seeing on the ground. This is what's happening. Um, and so I, I love these events. Now, uh, over the next few podcasts, guys, we have lots of interviews. We, we, we grabbed operators, first-time operators, large operators, uh, at the event, we did podcasts with them. So our it, one of the best things about it was it was a great opportunity for us to get a lot of people. And that content is, that you guys are going to be hearing coming up on the podcast, it, it's it's awesome. I think we have it really is. I mean, guys that just bought their first facility to other ones that have you know thirty plus facilities and uh, what they're doing, what they're seeing, and how they're doing it. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. But overall, um, what were your takeaways, Connor, from the event, and what were you hearing? What was kind of the sentiment, do you feel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like you said, phenomenal event, being able to get in these rooms, rub elbows with just people in all different markets, all different stages, talking about, like you said, what they're seeing, what they're experiencing. Um, again, it's more, it's almost like a support group, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you're going there like, yeah. hey, am I crazy? Or, or are we actually seeing yeah. what uh, is going on? Um, no, biggest takeaways really was the, the connections. And for me, like going and meeting some of these other operators again, whether they're just getting started or they've been in the industry for, you know, 15, 20, 30 years. Um, we had an attendee there that's been in the, the industry for a really long time. Really long time. And um, just being able to meet with them, connect with them on a multitude of levels, figure out who's using what tech stacks, how they're plugging in their technologies, the, the new... Um, systems, obviously, we've talked a lot about remote management and how the industry is moving more and more towards remote management in a lot of different areas and a lot of different markets. Um, but really, my biggest takeaway was that connection, being able to get in those rooms, talk to those people, see what's going on in the markets, see what's going on operationally speaking, how they're handling this new competitive environment that we're in how they're managing that customer acquisitions process, how they're managing rent raises, how they're managing just day-to-day -day operations, whether they are remote or they're staffed. Um, it's just really good to see that, that mix of what's working for certain people in certain markets with certain assets and yeah. vice versa. So uh, that was a huge takeaway. Um, being able to just get in and uh, massage those relationships. Again, we're long-term people with long-term players in the game. And um, not only thinking about that event and what's going on today and this year, last year, being able to uh, build those relationships long in the future to where, you know, whether it's deal flow, whether it's partnerships, whether it's new technologies, you're building those relationships to be able to capitalize on opportunities yeah. and lay the foundations for those in the future. That was another big just takeaway for me. And like you said, seeing these people that we've known for several years at this point, yeah. 
Um, now just getting their first facilities, yeah. buy, you know, buying, owning, operating, investing in yeah. all of that. It, it's just it's amazing to see the growth of those individuals and their companies and and their teams. It's just it's amazing. Um, another huge takeaway: freaking love Pace, man. Yeah, Pace, Pace is great. Was such a phenomenal speaker at the event, talking all things. I've got a good sheet of notes I took from uh, from his talk just on creative finance and you know him building his teams and yeah. what that all looked like and how he approached so many different things and manages his companies and, uh, and we're, we're actually putting that on here so the yeah. podcasts we were talking about earlier with guests right those weren't like on stage stuff uh, mm -hmm. those were actual podcasts we did what we did with pace is we did a on stage live podcast and uh, that's what connor's talking about it was and, and two it wasn't even necessarily uh, about one thing, but it was mm -hmm. a lot about him building his company, scaling, and behind the scenes in how he's running 300 employees, how he got to that point, what he's doing, how he manages and operates. Um, it was a, a phenomenal podcast. Mm -hmm. No, it really was. Really was. Um, the other big important thing, whether it's this event or other events, taking away again relationship building, uh, vendors, contractors, being able to connect with those individuals and refine processes. Um, there's a, a number of different vendors and people that we use in our tech stack and operations, you know, day to day and being able to connect the technologies and the owners of the technologies that we're using with some of these, you know, third party service providers that we utilize, um, just absolute total value there. And, uh, we've actually got some follow up meetings scheduled to continue refining our processes, uh, through customer acquisitions and, and other other aspects of just operations. So yeah. a lot of value in just getting there, having conversations, consolidating touch points, getting meetings, just being able to get a lot of productive things done just in a few days. Yeah, I. it's really interesting to get those feedback and then be able to dive in uh, deeper. We talked with a lot of people on different effects of certain marketing and certain tech stacks that they're using and how they're going to automation so that fill in process and what they're seeing you know i think it's it's everybody is seeing obviously the drop off um and that return back to pretty much normal but it, it is not evenly spread mm -hmm. right and that's of course what we see in our portfolio there are some markets that were hit harder than others um, and uh, there's a lot of competition for rates. And we talked a lot about the dropping of rates, enticing that uh, capture point for that uh, potential tenant mm -hmm. um, and how that all looks and works. A lot of people focusing on things like insurance and cutting costs and management styles. We talked a lot about um, there was a lot of discussion, I feel like, people on that acquisition front, which people are buying. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that I, I noticed was it's almost like the bigger you are as a, you know, is like you've seen more of the drop off on acquisitions. Obviously, we have to buy more. And so portfolio acquisitions tend to be down big and volume transactions tend to be big. But the people that are more smaller or mid that they're buying a handful they're still buying mm -hmm. that hasn't they're still finding the opportunities which makes sense because we're still finding the opportunities and buying just not at the volume we are and uh, um, they are talking about financing and making those deals work 
which they are able to do. I think a lot of people use these blanket statements like, well, you just can't find a deal today. And can, that's, that is simply not true. Mm -hmm. um, we're finding deals, they're finding deals, um, we're getting deals done. Now, are we doing nearly at the volume that we want? No. Um, uh, overall rental rate increases and how that's working is people are in stabilization mode. We had a lot of discussions with that on people, mm -hmm. uh, around people, and they talk about things that they've implemented and done and what's worked. Uh, price has been a recurring theme mm -hmm. that it's, it's sticky, or not that it's sticky, it's that uh, customers are sensitive. Uh, to sure. those price points coming in. That seems to be kind of a universal thing right now. Uh, bigger units tend to be harder because of the overall cost, um, even though smaller units are higher price per square foot. And uh, I think there was, you know, I'm trying to remember here too, I, I not a huge amount of discussion around development. No, no, I honestly, there wasn't any anybody that I talked to outside of developers yeah. that were talking about building, expanding, doing any of that at all. Yeah. It was mostly centered around, like you said, the operations, getting back to basics, customer mm -hmm. service, revenue management, and um, how to stay and remain competitive. Um, and it, and also, yeah, that acquisition side, you know, how the, the financing lending side of things, um, you know, and, and I think it was it was fantastic having Pace there to talk about creative finance because there is uh, there right now valuations and expectations those types of things yes. aren't totally in alignment. So there was a lot of discussion about utilizing creative finance to be able to you know maybe the the seller doesn't get their terms, but maybe they get the price they wanted or yeah. vice versa. You know, I. I did a podcast with uh, Chris Voss, and that was on the Saving Capitalism uh, podcast. You guys can check that out. But we, he, for those that don't know who Chris Voss is, he is the FBI negotiator that worked in counterterrorism and negotiating in hostage situations. And he went in to uh, help businesses and negotiate deals, and he created a company that does that. Phenomenal. The guy's incredible he has a, a huge fan yeah he's got multiple <laughs> he's so books awesome, out man. and uh, so chris voss cool. has got a uh he's on you know the master class uh thing mm, where they yeah. have he they have a whole array of like people on that master class website or whatnot out of all of these people which i think there's like chris jenner on it and all these other really yeah, super insane. famous he is by far the largest seller on that entire platform this hostage negotiator guy um, he's the number one sales. And so we, we had a great conversation on negotiating, right? And it was interesting because I was talking to him a lot about sellers and negotiating with sellers, right? And how to do it right. And I think a lot of the stuff that we've talked about a long time on this podcast is very applicable on how to approach sellers and the right way to go about it. And that was another reoccurring theme that I saw was the negotiation tactics that were working and not working with sellers. And it goes very much back to a lot of things we've talked about. It's a much more personal time. Mm -hmm. People are making decisions um, predicated on their relationships, contacts, uh, and it makes sense because if I'm not getting price, so mm -hmm. the driving factor previously for the last three years has been who will pay the most. 
Now I can't get that, right? I, I can't get that price. So then I need to sell or I want to sell. Then what is going to be the driving factor if I'm not going to have a bidding war and it's just going to go up? Okay, well, then it's going to be the person that I want to sell it to. Mm-hmm. So how do you put yourself in a position? So go check out that podcast. We can put the link link below so everybody can uh, check that out. And we, we talked a lot about that. But that, that was something that was a reoccurring theme, I felt, at the event. Mm-hmm. People talking about, I got this deal done with this seller, right? I, I, I went, built a relationship with them. I made the initial connection. Oh, we have a great podcast coming up that you guys are going to love. Uh, he bought... 30 facilities and he basically drove around and met these owners. He's like, AJ, I did exactly what you told me to. Everything <laughs> else that he's like, I went around. He bought like 30 facilities yeah. in two years. It's something crazy. So anyways, that's coming up here in the next uh, few podcasts. You guys got to listen to that. But that, once again, that was the thing that was working. I mean, he'd, he'd bought, and he, he bought, we had two people that bought facilities at the event. They Mm -hmm. literally closed at the event and they got notary signs and stuff done. And the, both of those people at the event that were doing it, um, they're, they were in our inner circle. They had no previous storage experience. Right. And they were both buying their third, fourth facility. Um, and the other one was the the guy was mentioned by just, you know, however many it was over 20, 30 or whatever it was. <laughs> Can't even remember now because there's so many, so awesome. but, um, in, in literally a short period of time. So they're out doing these things and closing these deals. And that was amazing to see like these things that we talk about in practice and saying, okay, I know that we do things like this internally, but we share it. Is it, is it a repeatable strategy? Mm-hmm. And it was actually in works there. So, you know, we were sitting on our first day, which was the inner circle day, which was separate from the event. And all these people are like, oh, got one under contract. We're buying one. This is how we financed it. This is how we structured it. Um, because those strategies are actually succeeding in these times. And so everybody, when you look at the market today, it was very clear that although the market is... Um, tough in comparison. We're returning to this new normal, right? It's not going to be overheated and crazy. Um, so operations, realigning expectations, underwriting, uh, you know, making sure you're not overpaying. And, but deals are getting done. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I think that the deals that are getting done in the next year, will it, it will be the best deals that many people will see um, in you know, maybe their career. Um, it's, you know, these periods don't last very long. Mm-hmm. These market right. inefficiencies, uh, they, by not ma- last very long, let me make sure I'm clear by this. A lot of people are just like, oh, I'm going to wait because I'm sure next quarter, <laughs> I'm talking years here, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking like, don't last very long, like they only last that's three years. So yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm not talking months here, but in the in the actual big picture, that's not very long. You're talking about like three years to find amazing deals that owners are willing to sell at and do seller financing at prices that in ordinary market cycles they won't do. These these are deals that make you, right? These mm-hmm. are deals that you can do and one deal is the total changer. Um, and so I, that's why I get excited about, you know, different market cycles and the cycle that we're in and excited about these people that are actually doing it. 
and getting it done. Um, but the other thing is that I think I took away was it's just more work universally, right? It's just not as easy as it used to be, mm-hmm. which it was never supposed to be that easy. Right, and that's what right. people got to understand. Everybody was like, yeah, we didn't have to do anything. Revenue management, we didn't have to do anything because it was just, we were 100% full and we just raised prices, right? It was like, yeah, brokers had deals everywhere. The money was so easy. Everybody wanted to invest. I could get money easily. That is not normal. So those times, which are stupid, are gone. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, like you said, man, it's just so much. Whether it's you negotiating and talking to sellers or potential tenants and providing customer service, so much of what we're seeing is just that shift back to providing service building relationships, the fundamentals that made and make good businesses good and great. Um, So I think that's just one of those things, again, that just, just, we're going back to the basics. We're not, the dumb money's gone, the dumb stuff is gone, where it's just revenues, values keep going up, occupancies keep going up. We're going back to that normal, like we've been talking about for a long time Mm -hmm. at this point. And it really just is that that relationship building at a new level where, uh, again, it's just getting back to that that heart of what service is and building relationships with people as his human beings, you know. Yes. And again, whether you're acquiring facilities, whether you're going out talking to sellers, talking to banks, talking to contractors, talking to tenants that are coming into your facility, whatever it is, it's just that is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I... I think that a lot of people, they feel like the market sentiment's down and everything. Um, that wasn't the case there. Mm-hmm. It was not a- People were moving. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a doom and gloom. It wasn't a, no, they're like, we're doing good. We're doing great. Return to the basics, that's fine. We're buying deals. Um, I was almost a little surprised. I was wondering mm-hmm. if we were gonna get there and people were like, oh, we're either really concerned or, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the market sentiment. It, it just wasn't. No. There, people weren't like, this is bad. It, it, no, it was an understanding that high interest rates make certain things difficult. And it's not crazy. But it was not at all doom and gloom. No, people were moving. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome to see. I it really loved was. that. And even the vendors, you know. Nope, they were excited. They were excited about the business. They were, you just have so many people that are, that are pushing and moving forward. Mm. And uh, the thing I love about that is those are the people that are gonna be in it in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that we build these connections with because exactly. they're, they're not waiting for things to either be perfect and they're making moves and it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. No, you're exactly right. And uh, it's just, it's awesome to see everybody coming together and still continuing to move and push forward despite, I mean, we even talked in one of the, the presentations you guys did about this this sentiment, this uneducated and uninformed sentiment yeah. that may be out there with some talking heads and yes. different, you know, um, media outlets and those things because they see, oh, well, you know, street rates are dropping yes. or this is happening, yes. or transaction volumes down and it's all doom and gloom. But if you're actually in it, I think this is another really good, important distinction and takeaway from the event is not not just blindly trusting what you're seeing, you know, the talking heads saying, mm-hmm. going and talking to and connecting with people like we've talked about over and over again that are out there that are doing it, yeah. that are succeeding at it. Um, I think you made a really good point, AJ, that it, it wasn't doom and gloom at all. Like you said, I mean, we had people there closing deals, making deals, yeah. making connections. A lot of the vendors are 
more busy than they've ever been. Ever been. This market yeah. storage, it's it's going to continue to grow. Yes. It's a growing industry and it's not slowing down. That market consolidation is another aspect mm-hmm. that's a huge threat to a lot of people that are just wanting to get in yeah. and find those good deals. Yeah. To your point about, you know, the next you know, a few years, the short window that we have. Yeah. I mean, absolutely critical. Critical. Like, get in now. Yes, 100%. And all of you that own an asset or two and are sitting there thinking, oh, should I expand? And for all our listeners that uh, um, I know a lot are in store local as well as others that are very large operators and things that uh, listen to this podcast, we, I mean, this is a differentiating point and those people they are using it to their advantage mm-hmm. so large operators mid-size and people starting out the people that get it, 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 it the, some of the noise has been reduced which is good for you all of you big operators medium operators right so all of that was just really really good to see in firsthand not just on reports or numbers but firsthand mm-hmm. the excitement um, and what's going on. We talked, um, you know, I think the persistent problems, which we will continue to tackle, obviously, on financing and the headwinds of competition. We, we, we really looked at it, and it's not necessarily that uh, the playbook has changed so much, but the strategies that you need to focus on and look at have. We had a meeting with our acquisition team yesterday in the office and after the event, we were all bringing back a whole bunch of information. We had a whole bunch of new market data. And the question that we all had was, are there adjustments that we need to make on our acquisition strategy and our underwriting? And the answer was yes. The market's changing, we need mm-hmm. to change. And so you need to be nimble. And this is a time to be nimble and not to be stuck in expectations. Don't be stuck in the way you think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, really, this is we're in a market where you make the deal. Exactly right. And that's what the people that are succeeding and succeeding massively are doing. They're making the deals. And they're not waiting around and they're not just, you know, hanging out waiting for somebody to bring a deal to mm-hmm. them or just look at the numbers and say, oh, well, this won't even make sense. I'm not even going to call. I, mm-hmm. I mean, everything... It's not going for what it was no. priced at. And yeah. sellers are doing different stuff. So get out there, guys, and make the deals work. Um, and you're going to grow and grow a lot. Uh, as far as operations go, we've had a couple podcasts in the last few that were really based on operations. We mm-hmm. also have a couple of new YouTubes out that are based on operations. We're going to do more of that as we look at people. That's a, a new growing theme as people mm-hmm. don't have 96% occupancy. All of a sudden, they actually care about running the facility yeah and even if they had a third-party manager right so even if you're you're not doing yourself third-party management then people go are they doing a good job are they not what Mm -hmm. should they be doing what questions should i ask hitting on a lot of that everybody we're really um diving into what's working and what's not there's an operational you know there's a few operational um um presentations that were really good we will we'll probably throw those up on the youtube as well so you guys can go check that out make sure you subscribe all in all everybody though for those of you that were there it was incredible to see you fireworks play the the mills were awesome mm-hmm. the networking was amazing 
for those of you that weren't, we will have it again. And we'll try to get a lot of that information up so you guys can see it, so that you guys can learn from it. Because some of the stuff that was presented, I was just like, wow, this made this made my year. The the ideas that I took mm-hmm. away were literally, we, we came back and I was talking with George and some other, I'm like, oh, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And we, we figured out ways that we can really move our business forward. Um, so I, I hope we can put out some information. You guys can have that too. Yeah, no, all great points and, and a huge shout out to, you talked about George a little bit. And yep. I mean, just the team in general oh, for putting yeah. together such an incredible and valuable, life-changing, truly life-changing event yes. for people to come together and, like you said, grow their businesses, improve their lives yeah. uh, for them, their families. It's just, it's amazing to see. So a huge shout out to our team here for for organizing these things and making this an absolute just rock star event and uh and a possibility uh in general so yeah stay tuned a lot of good stuff coming yep. out um youtube wise podcast wise we get a lot of good content <laughs> a lot of good content so i'm excited about it uh with that said what else you got that's it everybody make sure you go subscribe check it out um and watch out for these we get i gotta reiterate again the amount of incredible content i, I think five different operators two that just started in the last six months and one's already got like four deals mm-hmm. these they're cut you're, you guys are going to see them they're coming out every single week um I, these were incredible interviews we had the other one with you know people that have just tons of facilities and how they've scaled really really good stuff everybody so we we've we put a lot of effort into it um please guys leave us five-star review and leave uh, you know, that review, share it, comment. That is really how you guys can help us as we're trying to get this content to you. That tells everybody you like it. That tells us you like it. And we put more effort into it. So help us out and we appreciate it. Thanks everybody. Thanks guys. When you guys are looking at property management software for your storage facilities, there's a ton of options out there, but no other option compares to Tenant Inc. Tenant Inc. is going to be your one-stop shop solution that has an amazing amount of tools that you can deploy at your fingertips to maximize the value of your facility, to operate it more efficiently, more effectively. They have an open API where you can back in almost anything you want. You own your data, and it's just an incredible solution. I can't say enough good things about these guys. Link is in the show notes. Be sure to check out Tenant Inc.